Let's jump in today. Uh, Finance Minister Christia Freeland provided a fall fiscal update for Canada. The spending document uh, comes with a broad focus on affordability issues and housing. Uh, here are the key takeaways. The deficit for this fiscal year uh, is expected to hit, get this, $40 billion. That's with a B, folks. Uh, while the $14 billion gap was projected for 2027-2028, now it's expected to hit $23 billion and falling to $18 billion the following fiscal year. Now, keep in mind, with these massive deficits, the government was elected in 2015 with a balanced budget. The government also announced several new measures to boost housing supply in the coming years, starting in 2025-2026. It will provide an additional billion dollars over three years to build more than 7,000 new affordable homes. Also, starting in 2025-2026, it will provide an extra $15 billion in new funding for the construction of more than 30,000 new rental homes. Now, yesterday we talked a little bit about federal legislation when it comes to short-term rentals. Uh, The government says it will deny income tax deductions for expenses incurred to earn short-term rental income, including interest expenses in provinces and municipalities that have prohibited short-term rentals. So that will be right here in British Columbia. The government also says it will spend $50 million over the next three years to support municipal enforcement of restrictions on short-term rentals as well. Now, besides that, keep in mind, 45%, that's 45% of all mortgages in this country uh, will come up for renewal in 2024-2025. Now, one of the proposals introduced today, you would see homeowners with an insured mortgage up for renewal not have to qualify at the minimum qualifying rate. As you know, that's called the stress test. Uh, The stress test sees Canadians qualify for mortgage at rates higher than what uh, they they would be paying as a buffer against interest rates. Uh, With the new legislation, uh, this basically allow uh, homeowners, existing lenders, the upper hand when negotiating the new mortgage rate at renewal. They will have to go through a stress test when they're going to a different financial institution. But if they go and renew with the financial institution, that they're with already, they don't have to match that stress test. Lots in this fiscal update. Here's Finance Minister Christia Freeland. We are also making it easier for more than 250,000 Canadians and counting to buy their first home with the new tax-free first home savings account. We're lifting the GST on new rental construction to make it more affordable for builders to build so that they can build more homes faster. We're repairing and building hundreds of thousands of new homes and we are financing the construction of tens of thousands more. We have banned foreign investment in Canadian housing and we're ensuring that property flippers pay their fair share. We're making it more affordable for families to construct secondary suites. And we have signed agreements with cities across the country to slash the red tape, which is preventing homes from being built in the first place. And in exchange, we're providing them with new funding to build more than 100,000 new homes faster. So there you go, a chicken in every pot. It's interesting that this government uh, wants to continue to spend, but at the same time, they do have a slowing economy and challenges in regards to uh, that uh, deficit uh, here in Canada. Joining me now is Richard Zussman, Global BC's legislative reporter. Richard, welcome. Oh, do we have you there, Richard? 
Oh, looks like we may have lost Richard just for a moment there. Did we? Oh, looks like we have lost him. All right, we'll pick up Richard uh, in a few minutes. We'll grab him as quickly as we possibly can. Now, one of the other things that uh, I had mentioned that Christia Freeland did mention was that the federal government does want to crack down uh, on short-term rentals. Uh, they said it will, they'll deny income tax deductions when short-term rental operators are not compliant with the provincial or municipal licensing, permitting, or registering requirements as well. Here's Christia Freeland uh, talking about cracking down on short-term rentals. We'll be cracking down on short-term rentals listed on sites like Airbnb and Verbo, which are keeping far too many homes off the market in communities and cities right across the country. That's going to make a real difference to communities. All right, that's Christia Freeland. Joining me now is Richard Zussman, Global BC's legislative reporter. Hello, Richard. Hey, Joe, thanks for having me. Uh, walk me through your thoughts on this. My, my sense is that you've got a slowing economy, yet a government that has to, uh, you know, dig itself out of a, the, a political hole in regards to how it's doing up against the Conservatives and Pierre Paul. Give your sense of uh, what all this means today. Yeah, so it's about targeting housing. They know the one big issue on many people's minds will be the housing crisis. And if they are looking at renewing a mortgage in the next two years, there are a lot of people in this province worried about being underwater when that renewal comes. And that very large looming prospect that they would not qualify for that renewal. So the move today from the federal government helps relieve some of that pressure. We've already heard here from Housing Minister Ravi Callon. One of the things he would like to see is BC at the front of the line here when it comes to accessing those billions of dollars now earmarked to new housing. The province has long called for Ottawa to peg new housing money to immigration numbers, which would mean that BC would get a greater share of the money than based on population. It's not something Ottawa's agreed to yet, but there is some confidence here from the province that we will get a pretty good shake when it comes uh, to the percentage of that money earmarked for housing. It will take time to build the housing, but BC really wants to ensure that they get in the line to get that money. And the province is trying, or sorry, the federal government, as you described, is trying to win some votes here uh, by showing that it is hitting at least part of the affordability crisis, and that's the housing part. Um, the, one of the issues when you talk about no GST uh, on rental construction, we're already seeing some of the challenges there. The, the, the federal government came to make an announcement here, I think it was in Burnaby, and it uh, turns out the Metro Vancouver government, the regional government, basically said we're going to charge developers more uh, because growth must pay for growth. The federal government said, wait a minute here, we're trying to take the GST off rental construction and you guys are charging them on the other end on the regional level. Wait a minute here, we don't buy this. So how do we get around that locally here when the federal government says we'll take away the GST on rental construction, but the, the local leaders here say, wait a minute, we've got sewer pipes to put in, we've got other infrastructure that has to go in, developers will pay it, so we're going to increase the development cost charges. Yeah, Minister Callan's already been trying to play traffic cop on this one because he keeps saying that Metro Vancouver Board needs to get out of the way when it comes to these development fees. And the Metro Vancouver Board, led by Mayor George Harvey, has said, well, we need to find a way for developers to pay for these crucial amenities, paying for the piping to go in under the building, making sure that that infrastructure is in place in order for the building to run properly. So there's a bit of a standstill here. And that, in essence, means that BC will be precluded, sorry, Metro Vancouver will be precluded from that housing accelerator fund. 
This announcement today, my understanding, is different than the Housing Accelerator Fund, Mm -hmm. but accessing that Housing Accelerator money, Jazz, is still crucial for Metro Vancouver. Those communities need it. Uh, We know that there's the naughty list the province put out. Those communities need to build housing, and they need support from Ottawa to do so. So there's a bit of a standstill when it comes to that regard. One that the minister is trying to negotiate through, but so far Mm -hmm. it's dragging out at this point and there's no resolution. I'm curious, do you think, you know, when you look at all these governments now compared to 10 years ago, I think they're all getting it. It's about housing, it's about supply uh, and getting a lot of these, getting all these types of, all this housing on the market as quickly as possible. But what I find interesting, I was reading an article yesterday with Ontario Premier Doug Ford complaining about the federal government negotiating directly with municipalities in in that province. And he was talking about jurisdictional overreach. Uh, And here uh, you have uh, the municipal governments complaining about the provincial government, the fact that they brought in zoning themselves in regards to building three and four units on, on a single family lot. It's all pre-zoned. It seems like every government, whatever level they are, are complaining about jurisdictional overreach, uh, whether it's the provincial government complaining, complaining about the federal government, the federal government complaining about uh, the regional government. You've got municipal government here saying, wait a minute, you're zoning now, Victoria? Now you guys are there's your jurisdictional overreach. You, I, mean, it's, I mean, just watch, I was watching this all this week and I'm going, you know, we have to work together on this. Do you think you're actually seeing some work where they are actually working together? Is it just me here? It looks like everybody seems to be complaining about another level of government saying, wait a minute, you're just, you're you're not in your lane. No way, Jess. In Canada, <laughs> they're complaining about over, uh, overstep when it comes to boundaries. No way. Um, you know, this is the long-fought challenge. I remember with Premier Christy Clark, when she was here and getting pressure from the opposition, the first thing she would do is head to Ottawa and pick on the federal government because it's much easier to attack than it is to defend, and you'll see all levels of government playing the blame game. You know, municipalities blaming provinces, provinces, provinces blaming the feds. But I think there's a universality when it comes to concerns about housing. And how we get solutions is the great debate that all politicians have been grappling with for a decade now. But I got a real sense when I was at UBCM in September that we have a common interest here between the Metro Vancouver mayors and the provinces. And yes, we may hear some concerns from those Metro Vancouver mayors about how the province is going about this and the pace in which they are putting together legislation and the impact of that legislation. But largely, and the province knows this, uh, the voters want to see the housing crisis addressed. And that means that whatever bickering there may be is far less important than actually trying to come to some solutions when it comes to housing. Will what Minister Freeland put forward today make any difference with housing? I don't know. But it is going to send a message to the public that this government is attempting to find some financial levers to pull when it comes to addressing the crisis. Richard, thank you. My pleasure as always, Jazz. Have a good show.